The Master. Proudly brought to you by Peter's Genetics. Every drop means quite a lot when it's from Peter's Genetics. The Country Crossover, brought to you by Waterforce Winter Nancor, your local company with two conveniently placed depots, from design to installation and servicing. Visit waterforce.co.nz. In the Country Crossover this afternoon, we have Jamie McKay out of the country in Dunedin, of course, thanks to Waterforce. Good afternoon, Jamie. How's things? G'day, Andy. Nice to chat, as always. Yeah, been a couple of weeks, um, but let's be honest, last couple of weeks since we've spoken, uh, the weather's just played ball. It's been cracker and a little bit cooler today and tomorrow, but it's not as bad as what they were talking, I don't think. Yeah, and I see you might have a bit of cold weather coming next week, but I've always said and I've always thought, uh, being a good true blue Southlander at heart, you're much better off to get snow or shitty weather in October than September. That's the key month. And from what I'm hearing from people I'm talking to down in Southland, it's been pretty damn good. I'm hearing also from you that uh, the dairy farmers are making baleage or or silage already, which seems incredibly early for me, but uh, they're just trying to uh, control the feed. And it hasn't been wet underfoot. Uh, I think last spring was terrible underfoot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I I guess the issue now, Andy, and I don't want to tempt fate by saying that, but with another La Nina forecast, dare I tempt fate by saying that farmers might be looking out for a bit of rain? Well, it's a very real proposition, and I mean, at this time of year, that we had a wee bit of rain yesterday. The temperatures did dip down. It was cooler overnight. Next couple of days are cold, and granted, going into next week, it is getting nippy, but I mean, you know, nothing forecast for sea level at this stage, and what happened last time we had the snow radar, it went up and the top's got the white coat, but apart from that, I don't know, I think it's, it shouldn't be too bad, I don't think, reading between the lines. Well, I would think if you were a sheep farmer in Southland or southwest Otago, you would be very happy with your lot, uh, with what Mother Nature has, has dished up you dished you up for lambing. Because you and I both know, Andy, as former practitioners of the art, if indeed it is an art, there's nothing worse than lambing in a snowstorm. There is nothing worse than that as well. Hey, um, winter grazing reforms, just reforms in general with this government. Your yarn with Damien O'Connor yesterday was interesting. They're still not prepared to give any leeway over these reforms for next year, are they? No, they seem to be hell-bent on driving this stuff through and they've got an idealistic agenda. I don't know. I, you know, and I, I do see both sides of the live animal export ban. I can... I can kind of see that, but I, I still think it's a bit nonsensical. And I've been following some of the comments, good comments too, made by um, some of the Southland Twitter farmers and West Otago ones. Old um, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Ede, yeah, yeah, Bruce Ede, and, 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 and Dean Rabbage and um, Ben Dawley, the guys you talk to on your show, and they're talking generally a whole lot of sense because this is a half billion dollar industry. Uh, and there's going to be unintended consequences from this, and the unintended consequences is going to be what happens to the bobby calves, because I think, OK, live animal export's gone, I see anyhow. What's up next in the firing line? Because I can't see this lot wanting to have um, the bobby calf industry continuing in its present vein or form uh, for much longer. So maybe that's next in the sights. I don't know. I mean, it's a bit of a... Oh, quandary if you want for the dairy industry because I think in years to come the the current model and I have to admit hand on heart I don't know much about dairy farming but I'm not quite sure the current model works you know a calf is born a calf gets tapped on the head at three or four days of age so a cow can produce some milk 
And, and I'm not being critical of it. That's the way it is. But I'm not sure that's the way it'll be in the future. And the problem is with this mob running the country at the moment from a rural perspective is they've still got 12 months. They've got um, over 50% of parliament. They can do as they please at the moment, which is bloody scary. Yeah, and a lot of their uh, uh, transformational, if that's the word, legislation will be driven through before the uh, end of this term. Now, some of it, some of it national will unwind. They've already said three waters, but some of it, uh, Zero Carbon Act. I'm not even sure whether winter grazing regulations sit on this, whether they will rewind them. And, and you know, I just think National has to tread a kind of a wary path between now and the election. For instance, look what's happening in the UK at the moment with the meltdown of their economy, really on the back of the stupidity of Liz Truss. Well, I think it's stupidity during recessionary times to talk about tax cuts. I know it can generate... Um, activity in the economy, but I'm not quite sure politically it's the right thing to do. Ditto here in New Zealand. It'll be interesting how it pans out, because like you said, and you said it all the way through, like we can get think about the pandemic as being in the past. Uh, the next election will be one based on the economy as well. And yeah, credit there, you had that on the head, actually. Look, the economy, and I hope I'm wrong, and I do sound like glass half empty on this one, the economy, I think, is going to be in big trouble over the next 12 months. There's so many things that are going wrong. I, I heard uh, someone on Hosking this morning talking about some economist had come up and said there's literally a 98% chance of the world heading into recession. The last time the percentage was that high was the GFC. We've got here in New Zealand, I mean, I think farmers are well insulated against this in a lot of ways because of the low exchange rate and good commodity prices. Farmers are as well positioned as anyone to get through this. But you think of people, uh, you know, middle New Zealand, people who have borrowed seven or $800,000, bought a house in the past two or three years at the top of a property cycle, they're probably facing close to negative equity. But more importantly, their interest rates, even though they were supposedly stress-tested at 6 or 7%, you know, they they bought their house paying 2 2.5%. They could easily be paying 7% in 12 months' time. Now, the math on that doesn't work out too well, and those people will really feel the pinch, and I think the economy's going to feel the pinch, Andy, and in a weird and bizarre sort of way, that's kind of what we need. We need some more unemployment in this country to get the country moving. I never thought I'd say that, but that's exactly what we need. We've got too many people um, who aren't really that keen on working. Well, the good news story is Lambs Afoot yesterday at Charlton, $130, heavy use, obviously, but that's still good coin, isn't it? Yep, uh, no one can complain about uh, the prices that farmers are being paid for, for dairy or for... Um, or for sheep and beef at the moment. <laughs> the only problem is it's costing a hell of a lot more to produce it. Exactly. But once again, let's be glass half full on this one, Andy. I'd sooner be a farmer than... Uh, what did um, someone say to me the other day? It was a really good one. It was Michael Every, the guy from Rabobank out of Singapore. Yeah. Brilliant commentator, the global strategist. He said, I'd rather be a farmer than a TikTok influencer <laughs> or a social media influencer. Yeah, and TikTok. I thought, wow, you're bang on there. There are so many people doing 
sort of crap things in making money at the moment. I don't want to get into cryptocurrency <laughs> either, Andy. But honestly, it's all at reeks of the emperor's new clothes. So if you're actually doing something productive with your day, or in the case of a farmer, you're producing food, I think you're in the, you're in the right job. And just finally, talk about being productive. I want to see you put 20 bucks on the stags on the nose tomorrow. None of this point spread stuff. Back your team. Who are they playing tomorrow? Harbour. Where at? Invercargill. Oh, I must say, I must say, Andy, um, how much I enjoyed that game against Counties Manukau. It's because they won. <laughs> well, just the way that they, because honestly I thought, oh no, Counties got a couple of tries and they were away and we had a guy off the paddock and we started to leak like a sieve on defence, but they really manned up and they played that last quarter of the game really well and we just rolled back time, turned back time to 2009, October the 22nd, or was it the 23rd? No, was it October the 22nd. Yep. Robbie Robertson stepping up, kicking the goals, and he did it again. And honestly, that was my favourite sporting moment of the past God knows how long. I really really enjoyed it, and you could see the joy on the faces of the Stags. And I think Dale McLeod's right. If they can just get three or four more good signings, there's enough good young local and people and, and, and you've got um, Josh Beckewis and Robbie Robertson they've been great just there's enough Southlanders in there to make this work we just need to get two or three players in in key positions. But can, can Southland afford them though because they haven't got a lot of money to play with and as we know these days it's a professional game. Yeah but I mean you can get people like well Marty Banks is a good example he was injured obviously but at that level um, and he's nearing the end of his career you get a guy with some runs on the board who are really good value at that level. I think they're out there. we just got to find them. It's a bit like the bloke who uh, helped me out here, Andy, the one, the, the number eight who came down from Auckland. What was his name? Lamborn, was it? Uh, Tony Lamborn yeah, came, yeah. yeah, on the side of the scrum there, side yeah. Of the scrum, yeah, whatever. He was a good import. He was. And, and he, he, he was near the end of the career, but he was good enough to play for the Blues or the Chiefs or whatever. Those are the guys you've got to find. Hey, Jamie, we'll leave it there. Thanks for your time. As always, chat again. Yep. Go the stags.